TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Wendy's Way with your host, Wendy Stewart, Fortnite show featuring everyday people on their wellness journeys, living inspiring lives with courage and passion. to this episode of Wendy's Way. I'm your host, Wendy Stewart. I'm really, really delighted today to have on my podcast the very brave and inspiring Mandy McCurry. Mandy and I went through, met through our wellness circle and Mandy's story is truly humbling and inspiring and unique. Um, Mandy's had a massive amount of health struggles and challenges, but in my humble opinion, she has met them with grace and determination. And what I love about Mandy's story is that she has been a champion of finding solutions for all her pain management and everything that she is dealing with. I know some of her story and she certainly has inspired me. So I'm absolutely thrilled that she said yes to come on this podcast, share her story with us, which I'm sure is going to inspire you and help you in your everyday. So welcome, Mandy. Hi, how are you going? Good, how are you? Very good, thanks. I'm blushing already. Like, oh, that was oh. <laughs> such an intro. <laughs> oh, well, you know, you gotta, you know, that it's just I'm speaking the truth and that's what I feel about you. So, you know, I really am thankful that you have agreed to come on the show today. No problem. I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. So, Mandy, I know um, you're very good at telling your story, so I'm just going <laughs> to let you launch into it. And I hope you would share with my listeners, firstly, the issues you started out your amazing life with and move on to whatever you feel comfortable sharing with us and telling us how you dealt with it. So over to you, Mandy. <laughs> All right, cool. I'll give it my best Thank shot. You. So um, essentially my story started when I was about 11. My, um, I'm the youngest of five. So my older sister was doing university while I was about that age and oh, she was wow. learning about scoliosis and she came home oh. and she thought she would use me as her little crash test <gasps> dummy. Oh my gosh. And she started um, poking and prodding me and making me do all these things. And she started then getting a bit concerned and she sort of, you know, whispered a few things to my mum and, and uh, yeah, she seemed to think that I had scoliosis. So off mum and I went to the doctor and, um, yeah, that got diagnosed by our local GP and he sent us off to specialists and an orthopaedic surgeon and x-rays um, showed that, yes, I did not only have scoliosis but I had it to such a degree that um, really surgery was my only option for straightening my spine. So, um, yeah, scoliosis is a deformity of the spine and mine was essentially shaped like an S, like a nice squiggly S and it makes for a very good um, picture, x-ray, to show people. (laughs) I like to flash it around and show people um, because it's always pretty impressive. But um, yeah, so when I was uh, 12, I think I had my first operation and that straightened the sort of top half of the curve and then they hoped that with corrective footwear and a brace for a little while that the second part of the curve would correct, but it, it didn't. So, I had to have um, a fusion of my spine um, when I was about 16. And so essentially now my spine is straight, but it's, um, well, straighter than it was. (laughs) And um, it's just full of some nice hardware, some titanium rods and pins and steel. And yeah, so again, another good x-ray is my sort of after photo, which is um, full of of metal. Um, So yeah, my spine's straight and the the sort of... um, medical community were quite happy with what they'd done and sent me on my merry way. But, yes. um, 
yeah, for the next probably 20 years, I had a um, an, a very ongoing up and down battle with, with pain that resulted from those surgeries. Um, obviously, with all that metal in there and the sort of restrictions of my movement, um, yeah, things it would, would get difficult. So I went from, um, you know, trying to cram everything into a day whenever I felt good to, to having, you know, days where I'd just be sort of lying in bed and, and, and really struggling with my pain. Yes. Um, and this was, yeah, as I said, a period of up and down for about 20 years. And then after my first son was born, about sort of six months into that, the, the pain just got to a really debilitating stage where I was, you know, every couple of days I was, I was you know, emotional wreck in tears, just kind of... Um, pretty much my husband would get home from work, I'd hand over the baby and go and lie down and it was just um, kind of consumed every minute of my day, the pain at that stage and I just didn't feel like it was possible to go on. I felt like I was a burden to my family. I was depressed and it was just a really, really dark time and luckily um, my husband and I had a sort of a a good D&M about it and he ended up saying to me something that really sort of struck a chord which made me want to change what was going on. He said that when I was really struggling with my pain, they were his darkest days. And I I don't know what it was about that phrase, but he's not the kind of guy to mince his words. And for some reason that just really was powerful to me that I was having such, my pain was having such an impact on him as well. So um, that was kind of the um, motivation for me to make some changes. So we went off together to my GP and said to him, look, I can't go on with this pain like this. I need to do something. Um, And obviously leading up to that, I tried every different pain medication. I tried lots of different um, practitioners and modalities to deal with pain. Nothing nothing had seemed to work. So uh, he ended up um, sending me off to St. Vincent's Hospital in Melbourne to do a three-week pain management course. And it was... It was basically the kind of kick in the bottom that I needed to change the way I was dealing with my pain and they taught me techniques and tools which have just been so valuable in um, managing my pain since then and they also encouraged me to come off all my medications. So at that time I was on a a very strong morphine-based pain medication and so I had to come come off that which is uh, not a an easy thing to do. They, they sometimes say coming off pain medication is equivalent to sort of withdrawing from heroin. So it was a pretty hard, you know, hard time to go to come off those medications. But I have been uh, free of any kind of pain medication since then, which is about six or seven years, which That's is, fantastic. yeah, I, um, <laughs> it was something that I always wanted to do because there's just yes. so many side effects of pain medication. I didn't want to rely on them. So yes. they gave me the tools and techniques to be able to manage my pain myself. So essentially um, regular daily exercise, um, lots of changes to the way I actually um thought about my pain and the kind of um, uh, the way that I accepted that pain was a part of my life and and decided to, um, you know, make my own choices about how I was going to manage it from then on. And so since then I've, yeah, I've been managing my pain myself and it hasn't been at all 
easy, I would say. It's a, it's not a easy journey because sure. it's um, it requires a lot of effort on my behalf, um, daily effort, um, <laughs> minute by minute effort sometimes. Um, but yeah, I, I learned that with uh, kind of compassion for myself and acceptance of my condition and working within my limits, I, I have a lot more opportunity now to sort of be healthier and happier because I'm working with within um, my capabilities much better than I ever was. So I, I just think that's absolutely incredibly amazing and brave. I mean, I can't, I mean, I can't even imagine leaving, you know, your young baby and leaving your family and all, you know, all your secure, safe environment to go and do this three week course, which has obviously <laughs> set you up for the rest of your life, Mandy, and help you, you know, come off the medication and manage this pain without, you know, being on this cocktail of drugs that you obviously were on. And I just think that is so inspiring and just amazingly brave of you to do that. And I think, you know, I think the take-home message for that is certainly that we all have the power within us to, you know, control our lives, our medication, our diet, our exercise and all of that. And, you know, for you to be able to do that, I can only applaud you for your courage and your vulnerability and your absolute honesty, you know, with where you probably were to make that conversation with your husband happen and go there. So I truly, truly applaud you. And I think it's just amazing what you've been able to do. Well, I think the the main thing that I did learn, which is something that you just said, Wendy, is that you, that I did actually have control. And I think yes. for the 20, 20 years before that, I'd never thought that I did. I thought right. that the pain just came and went. I had no control over it. I thought that I was a victim to it. Yes. And I essentially sort of let myself believe that. But when I learned these techniques, I realized that I actually could have a lot more control than I thought because since I have been managing my pain, the frequency and severity of my flare-ups have actually decreased because now I don't push myself too hard and I don't overdo it and I am a lot more conscious of what I can and can't do and and I'm happy with those things as well. I think a lot of that sort of there's, you know, there's guilt and there's um, frustration and there's anger about your condition. Well, previously there was about my condition but now because I've accepted that you know, this is something that I've got and this is the challenge that I get, got given in life. I, I now am a lot more, um, I'm a lot better at sort of responding to my pain in a, in a lot more compassionate way and, and that's been really, really helpful as well. Absolutely. And I think, as you say, you know, we have to know our own limits and, what you know, my big thing is be kind to yourselves and I truly mean that. I know it's a very simple phrase but if we don't take control and if we don't, you know, take control of our lives, our pain, our whatever we need to take control of, we're the only ones who know how we're feeling. So we've actually got to be brave enough to speak up to family, friends, co-workers, loved ones and say, look, I'm not having a good day. And if I push myself to the nth degree today, I'm going to be three day, the next three days in bed and not be able to function at all. And I think that's what you're saying. You've learned how to manage that and learned how to do that, which I think is, you know, so brave. And so I think it's really empowering for you, Mandy, and anybody else who does that. Yeah, I mean it is, and it's and it's it was hard, as I said. It's not easy, sure. and I think with um with the pain, it's also not easy to be kind to yourself, which is what you yes. said, because really. you just uh, you just think that it's all your fault and that you're letting everyone down, and there's a lot of negativity. I had a lot of negativity around my pain, and so right. to sort of um, change that mindset and give myself a lot more credit for what I can do and be appreciative of where I am and yes. show gratitude and all that kind of thing. And it just makes such a difference because all of those other um, 
things that you can think about, all those negative thoughts and about pain, they're just so unhelpful because you get, you know, you get down on yourself and you beat yourself up and then you get more stress and more pain. And so it's, it's actually can be a really vicious cycle. I actually, um, yeah, for sure. Sorry, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you there. <laughs> yep, sorry. Um, absolutely. I hear what you're saying. Absolutely. 100%. I'm sorry I interrupted again <laughs> So Manny, while you were going through all of this, um, your amazing husband, you know, has obviously been your rock by your side. And, you know, thank God, thank God for these amazing men who are our partners, you and I, <laughs> yeah. I think we have, yeah. we, we share such a similar story in so many ways, you and I. So Manny, while you were, um, you know, learning how to cope with all of this and deal with all of this, what, what was your mindset then? Like, how did you, you know, when you made the actual switch that you could have control over this situation? How did that change up your everyday for you? Um, uh, it changed it immensely, really, because once I learnt some of these techniques, I I just knew that I had to I had to implement them. I had to take control, and I had to start being the one that um, directed where my health was going. And so, on on a day to day basis, it meant constantly just checking in with myself and saying, you know, what are you thinking? What are you doing? Like, do you need to take a break? Um, do you need to be honest and talk to someone here? Like you said, like I I was really often very fearful of saying to people, yes. oh, my pain's bothering me. Do you mind if we go and sit down while we're chatting or something like that yes. because I felt embarrassed and, and that kind of thing. But um, And so I just always had to have this mind sh- mind sh- mindset sort of shift of – I need to do what's best for me in this moment and I have to kind of put aside how that might, you know, what other people might think of what I need to do. But I, like you said, if I, if you don't do the right thing in that moment, you might have a day of, 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 a, of a big flare up. And so I just, I'm always really conscious of, you know, what is best for me to do right in this moment. And it sounds really selfish, but I think in the long run, it's actually, I'm looking after myself so that I can be a better person, so that I can be a better wife, a better friend, a better mother. Um, and I think if you don't put yourself first and look after yourself in some in a lot of circumstances, then you can't actually achieve what you want to do. Absolutely, I agree. And I, and I know the word selfish, but I'd like to turn that around into self care because I think yeah. you know you hit the nail right on the head. I think as women, especially, we're so we're such people pleasers. We put everybody first, whether it's you know family, friends, partners, husbands, kids, whatever, and we just ignore our own needs. And when you were talking about the pain and you know getting through every day, we've all done that. You you know, it may not be chronic pain, but it's like putting everybody else's needs in front of us. And I think if we can just change that word selfish into a little bit of self-care, I think, you know, we can fill up these empty tanks of ours and just, you know, be able to give much better and, you know, give so much more to the people around us in our everyday. And I think that's absolutely spot on. And I'm so glad that, you know, you have found a way to incorporate that into your everyday, Mandy. Yeah, well, I, and I think that you're right that we've got to sort of switch the mindset on a grander scale about sure. looking after ourselves because I was talking to someone recently about um, self-care and, and I said I think if I, you know, and I don't think I just convinced myself of this because I want to believe it, but because I am taking care of myself and I am taking time, I'm, I think that I'm actually setting an example for my kids and I'm teaching them that it's okay to take time out when you need it and it's okay to look after yourself. And so when I do sort of say to them, you know, sorry guys, mum needs to go and do a meditation now or whatever, I kind of don't feel guilty. I actually think I'm teaching them that it's okay to look after yourself and, and, and they're great. They are 
both very, very, you know, grown up and responsible at the ages of four and eight. And they do let me go off and do what I need to do. Sure. And um, I think that that's setting them up for not only um, being aware that, of the importance of self-care, but hopefully being a bit more empathetic to, to others as well. Oh, I think that is just absolutely brilliant and what a lesson for all of us to learn, you know, to say it's okay, I'm not feeling great today, we've just got to stop this, how are you going, yes, I'm good, when you, yeah. know, you might be, absolutely, your pain level might be 100 out of 10 for the moment, and you're just like, yes, I'm good, I'm, I'm coming to have coffee or what, you know, whatever it is, we're so, you know, we don't want to let the people down, we don't want to let, you know, we don't want to miss out on opportunities and miss out on social stuff, but if it's, if it's going to help you to stay at home and just stay in bed and put your feet up, well, you know what, I hope more of us don't feel guilty about doing that and you know being smart and making those good smart wise choices for ourselves going forward I honestly do yeah I think it's important and I think it is a good message to get out there that it's okay to say when people ask you how are you it's okay to say I'm actually not that good today. Yes, exactly. You can say, <laughs> you might oh, as well be honest. <laughs> uh, I think so. And, you know, yes, and it's such a habit to say, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> no, actually, I'm dying inside. But, yeah, you know, yeah. and I think people people are so much more receptive. You say, well, I'm here and I'm okay, but I'm really not having a good day kind of thing. So, you know, and I think most of us, you know, any of us want to help the other person who's who's telling us this and we can, there's always things we can do. Let's sit down. Let's, you know, walk, you know, go for a drive. Let's go for a, not go for the walk, you know, let's just sit down if we need to or you know get out in the fresh air whatever works for um the person who's you know possibly struggling at the time and i think we just have to have to absolutely keep spreading that message out there that it's okay to say i need some help yeah and it's one of the things that actually really frustrates me sometimes when i when i hear people with chronic pain they're often i mean it's a it is a real struggle that people sort of don't understand their circumstances and stuff but there there's just a lot and lot of pretense about being okay yes and and that takes so much strain and oh. so much stress to pretend that you're actually okay and to put on your happy face. I know because I did it for 20 years and yes. I was pretty good at acting and everyone thought my life was all rosy and, you know, and stuff yes. because because I put on this brave face of, yeah, I'm fine, I'm great. And, and you can, yeah, like you said, you can be on the inside just totally, you know, feel like you're about to fall apart and then we still can manage to find this brave face and slap it on for everyone. Absolutely. Um, Oh, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. And I've been where you've been in a different kind of way, but same, same. So yeah. I hope everybody listening really gets that from Mandy and, and a little bit from me too, that, you know, it's okay to say I'm in pain and I'm not good and I need help. So people, please take that on board and see, you know, try and do that. And if you need to, just just say no. You don't have to go to every invitation. You don't have to turn up to everything. Just say no and take care of yourself, which I think is what Mandy's definitely trying to drive home here on this podcast. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> So, Mandy, tell me, um, just shifting gear for a moment, what what are your daily rituals or what are your absolute non-negotiables every day to help you get through your every day? Um, well, most mornings I wake up and I do some stretches and some exercises and that often takes sort of between half an hour and an hour. So I try and always give myself that time and if that means that the kids wake up and they don't get breakfast straight away, then they just have to deal with it because they kind of know that that's my time. Um, so yeah, it's always, there's always that. I try and get some other form of exercise, whether it's a walk or, or um, I've just, I've actually just joined this dance gym, which is just so much fun. I just love going. Oh, I'm really hopeless like so at it. Fun, really. <laughs> I'm, I'm so hopeless at it, but I'm keeping on going. I'm convinced that eventually I will actually get the hang of it. Um, yeah, so exercise is a big part. Um, I, 
as much as I love mindfulness and I would love to be able to have the time to sit down and do an hour's quiet meditation, it often never happens. So my mindfulness is um, uh, like a minute here and a minute there and it's sort of just more of that often checking in and saying, what am I doing? What am I thinking? Do I need to breathe differently right now? Do I need to breathe? Do I need to actually breathe? breathe. Not <laughs> holding my breath. Um, so, I love that. Yeah, so just those little check-ins are really important Um and I do my best every day with food. I don't always hit the marks of what I would like to necessarily sure. be eating, but I do my best with what energy I have because obviously preparing healthy foods takes energy and sometimes I yes. have to do a bit of a toss-up between how much energy I've got and what I want to eat. Um, yes. But I do my best to try and eat you know, real food and um, as best I can stay healthy in, in that department too. Sure. So, um uh, that that's really, I suppose, some of my non-negotiables yeah. in a day. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, the important thing to remember is that we're human beings, not human doings. So I think, you know, we need to cut ourselves a break and just do the best we can every day. And, you know, it's not perfect every day. None of, none of us are perfect. None of us get it 100% right every day or, you know, whether it be food or exercise or downtime or whatever. But I think the fact that I think the win, the win here is that you're mindful, you're aware of it, and you know what you need to do to get through your day. And I think that's the key here. Yeah, and it, yeah, I think we we do need to cut ourselves a break on just a, a broader scale about everything. <laughs> I'm still working on that. I can't so say I. I'm a guru at it at all. <laughs> no, no, so much. But yeah, I think everyone being aware that no one's perfect and that the the you know persona you might get from Facebook or whatever of someone is not necessarily you know the truth and that's where a big danger can come I suppose especially when you're you're living with chronic pain is comparing yourself to others because everyone's at a different stage and everyone's doing the best they can with what they've got so you can't actually compare it, it gets really really tricky I think with with when you compare yourself to others no. especially when you don't know whether it's the true version of people that you really Exactly. So. And, you know, our Facebook our Facebook profiles, you know, we don't put everything on there. Well, I certainly don't and I'm sure you don't. So, you know, we don't want to put up every detail of our lives up there and, you know, share everything. And sometimes it's good to share a little bit. But, you know, I think we all just need to be more mindful of what each other might be going through. And, you know, none of us have walked in each other's shoes. So just that little bit of mindfulness, I think, will go a long way in helping all of us, you know, just get through our every every day and with a little more, with a little more grace and a little more ease. I think. Yeah. Yep. Because we all need that. We all need to cut ourselves a break. For so that sure. It's, yeah. For sure. So tell me, what about your downtime? Like when you do have your elusive spare time, free time, what does Mandy love to do? <laughs> well, I don't find heaps of that spare time. <laughs> I, know, that was a real, I was hoping when I asked that question. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm still working on the saying no factor as well. Yes, um, yes. My mom will often ring me and she'll say, you're doing too much. I can see that you're, yeah. She mm. she tries to get me to say no more than I do. But um, yeah, for downtime, I I actually really love baking. I like to be in the kitchen, and it seems like a silly downtime because I make a massive mess and then I make more work for myself. So it's really not. I love that. I love that. I am enjoy. I enjoy the process, but just maybe not the afterwards part. If someone could just come in afterwards and clean yes. the kitchen, it would be really relaxing. Yes. Um, so I do like baking. I like spending time with the kids. They're just at this gorgeous age where you know you just kind of want to, you know, just snuggle on the couch for little Aww. whiles with them. And um, yeah, getting out and getting into you know getting into nature and having a walk and yes. just got a well not a newish a newish puppy. And so I try oh. and spend some time with him. 
Okay. What kind of puppy dog did you get? <laughs> he's an English Springer Spaniel. He's not a puppy anymore. He's like <laughs> nearly 18 months, but he just still behaves like one. So. Oh, so he's your third child? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. That's awesome. So, Mandy, um, I'd love you to tell the listeners where they could find out more information. I know you have a website. I'd love you to share it with everybody or, you know, an email that you'd like if anyone had any more um, questions or wanted some information or maybe you could tell them what you do, you know, with your website and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. So I think when um, things started turning around for me and I started to be able to manage my pain, I, I really wanted to share my story with other people and um, and and let people know that they do have control. They have some aspect of control over their pain. So I wanted to share my story and share tips and strategies and information. So I've set up a website. It's called takeholdofpain.com and um, I blog there and just um, put up you know, bits and pieces of information. And I'm really, really happy to talk to people because I love to hear other people's stories. And, you know, if there's any way that I can help people out there with pain, just I'm happy to answer questions or whatever. So yeah, people can email me. My email address is mandy at takeholdofpain.com. Oh, that's fantastic. I'll put all the links to this when the episode of this podcast goes live so people can find you and there'll be more information on my Facebook page. And is there a Facebook page for Take Hold of Pain as well, Yep, Andy? yep. yep. and it's just that, Take Hold of Pain. Oh, Take Hold of Facebook. Pain, yep, great. Yep. <laughs> so I'll put all that um, on there. So, Mandy, tell me, is there any events or anything you've got coming up that you yes. might want to share with the <laughs> listeners? There she is, and I think you know about it. Um, yeah, in July, the last week of July, it's National Pain Week, which is an initiative of Chronic Pain Australia, and it's a, a way of just you know decreasing the stigmatization of people with chronic pain and and sharing information. And so I've set up a um, a, a forum on the tw- Thursday, the twenty eighth of July, um, and it's at Orana Neighbourhood House in Wonturna. And yeah, if anyone wants the, all the details of it, they can let me know. But we've got some guest speakers coming along, and they're all people talking about ways that you can self manage pain, from mindfulness to exercise to nutrition. And we've also got some people sharing their wellness success stories, of which you are one of them, Wendy. Very, very <laughs> which I can't and wait. Very to chuffed hear. to be asked to be part of it. <laughs> No, it'll be great because I think people get such um, inspiration from hearing that other people have done it. Because when you're sitting there thinking, oh, it's all too hard, and then you hear someone say that they have been in that same hard, dark place and they've gotten through it, it gives a lot of hope and inspiration to others. I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you so much, Mandy, for being on my show and sharing your story. It truly is inspiring and I really have got so much out of it. I mean, I've known you for a little while now, but to know more of your story and to, to hear the strategies that you've used to manage your pain, I think you are to be applauded because you have done it with... A huge amount of grace under pressure because I can only imagine what you have gone through. Um, I'd like to thank yeah. all of you for listening to this episode of Wendy's Way. If you liked it, I'd love you to subscribe to my show on iTunes. Please give it a rating. Please feel free to share this episode with your family and friends. For all things Wendy's Way, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram and watch out for my website that's coming soon. I hope you all have a happy, safe, blessed day. Remember, it takes a village and be kind to yourself always. Mandy McCurry, thank you again for being on my show. It has been an absolute delight and you truly are a champion in my book. Thank you, Wendy. I'm very grateful and I'm very glad that we've met and become friends. So thank you to you too. Very, very welcome. So thank you, my wonderful listeners. I'll catch you on the next episode and bye for now. And please remember, be kind to yourselves always. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch.com. 
Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.